Sup, y'all. Sup, y'all. Welcome to another episode of We Don't Know Her. I'm Katie. And I'm Christy. And we are talking about a lot of things today. Um, With the change of the season, we decided to talk about the impending winter that is upon us Mm -hmm. and what that means for challenges and ways to solve any issues that we come upon. But I kind of first wanted to just take a little bit of time to catch up with you because it's been a full week since I've seen you yeah. and a lot has happened. So um, a lot of nothing, a lot of nothing at the same time. But tell me, tell me what you've been up to. Yeah, I think the only uh, really all I have to report is that I went to Maryland for my two year wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went down to like the a very southern point of Maryland on the eastern shore that was in the middle of nowhere. Did some kayaking, some napping. Ugh, um, sounds ideal. A little bit, uh, a few too many bugs for my liking, but other than that, it was a really good trip. That's um, good. Yeah, it was definitely relaxing. We obviously haven't traveled anywhere because of COVID, mm-hmm. so it was really nice to be able to just go to an Airbnb that was super sanitized, totally isolated, no interaction with anyone else, and um, just not be here in the house. So <laughs> yeah, there's something about there is something about being. Doing the same things that you would do at home, but doing it in a different location, it does. Oh, yeah. There is some type of weird appeal that it sounds a little backwards, but really it's And it's it a, makes like the most, ex- the most boring things that you would never do at home like so exciting. Like we bought cheese curls. I ha- We don't eat <laughs> cheese curls. We don't buy cheese curls. But Dream for big. some reason when I'm like going on a trip, I'm like, no, this is a great snack food. Yeah. Like, this is – this is the move. So just giving yourself like permission to kind of do the things that you Yeah, uh, buy cheese curls. Eat s'mores. And eat s'mores. Yeah. So what's been going on with you? <laughs> um, just my usual. I guess the newest development would be that I'm back on the dating scene. Back on the apps. Back on the apps. I go through this thing of just fluctuating between really being sick of them and really resentful of them. But then crawling back shortly thereafter (laughs) so um we are back after a short hiatus and nothing has changed um there you know some people are really bold on these apps and it is it is very eye-opening that's that's what we're working with as far as the dating market there was one guy who had listed on his profile that his biggest irrational fear was that his dick was gonna fall off Uh which was a brave statement to really put out in the open. Um, I think definitely a statement that I think most men are, are thinking about, and that's why they're sure. always checking to make sure it's still there. <laughs> um, but I think not that like a selling point to though. List it on a dating app again, like you know, I'm not in the game. I don't, haven't been for some time, but it, it says a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was another guy who, right off the bat, was like, you know what. I don't think that this would ever work between us because you don't drink, and I know that that's harsh. But I'm Wait, just what, being upfront. Because it was listed in your in your bio. Yeah, it just it just simply says drinking. No, and oh, that was pretty oh, it's much a question. It. And you just say like it's yeah. not even like you wrote it in. It's oh a yeah, question. no, it does. Do you on only their match up with people who answer the questions that? No, but um, apparently this guy he was very very deterred and just felt the need to tell me he matched with you as well so like why would you even right and then so I just responded and I just said okay no problem and he came back with two smiley face emojis so which is it I don't understand he's a murderer um yeah he would have skinned you and worn your skin out like a like a coat I yeah there was just there's just something about someone just coming two smiley faces right 
after you just strange after you just came for me creepy it's it's just a mixed message either way because you're you're telling me passive aggressive to fuck off but then you're like (laughs) so i don't know i don't know i mean lol lol i hate everything about you but but yeah anyway back to more important matters so yeah i guess that leads us into our our topic for today uh which is that winter is coming uh so we basically wanted to talk about what this winter is going to entail for us all it's a little bit different now that we're going to be dealing with a pandemic in full winter i mean we didn't really have to deal with uh quarantine or anything until march here at least in philadelphia and we we didn't have to go through the thick of winter without all of our crutches we've always used, like restaurants and bars and all of those things. So we wanted to kind of talk about what our game plan is for this winter and how you can get to know yourself a little bit better before these dark months come. Yeah. Even during the summer, this was really difficult for people being, you know, living in a pandemic. It it meant so many changes. But yeah. during the summer, at least we had the, the reprieve of being able to go outside, you know, mm-hmm. um, within within reason but it was still available and now we are going to be in just darkness all the time yes darkness and coldness and that can really play it can just have a huge effect on people's mental health that's no secret and um you know we are just trying to stay ahead of that as much as we can yeah especially during this unique time that we're living in so i think it presents its own challenges for each of us uniquely being an introvert I feel like you might, I mean, you definitely would have had an easier time staying in, but I know that you've been working throughout. So how do you think it's affected you being an introvert? Well, it's funny because when all of this first started, um, I will admit that after all of the the high-strung anxiety kind of settled down, I started to almost feel jealous of people who were quarantined because I was, you know, my work schedule never stopped. I was still going to work every single day. But as an introvert, you know, you do have a certain time allotted in your life that you can be around people and then you kind of need to be alone and recharge. Mm -hmm. And I, it always is like the grass is greener on the other side type of thing where it felt like I would have, really thrived Mm -hmm. in quarantine and really enjoyed being alone or just being at home all the time. But I did find myself kind of becoming a little resentful of people who were um, getting to stay home while I still was working. But, you know, I I do have to check myself and remember that I am very fortunate to still have a job, a very steady job. And so not much of my life has changed, to be honest. Um, I think with the winter, it does make it a little bit of a different challenge because I won't have the outlets that I I have, you know, during the warmer months of being able to go outside. So we'll see. You know, I'm still going to work every day. I am still working my normal schedule, but coming home and then really having to stay inside, we're going to see if the grass really is greener on the other side. Yeah, I would like to say as somebody who has been working from home it is not. I mean, I know that's partially my view because I'm an extrovert. So I really get all of my energy from being around other people. And I work in real estate. So I'm used to being around a ton of people in a really big office. And although I complained about it more often than was happy to be there, I do miss it a little bit. Um, 
it's difficult to it's it's I think honestly the most stressful part of it isn't just not getting to be around other people and getting that energy but I don't have any stories from the day Mm -hmm. you know there there was no funny thing that someone said to me or something that I saw and I I I my office is in Center City and well an old city Philadelphia so uh you know right near the Liberty Bell yeah and it's uh it was like a lot of hustle and bustle and it was a lot of people and I really loved that energy. Like prime people watching yes, station. Yes. And it was exciting. And now not having somewhere to go every day is really difficult. Mm-hmm. And especially now that my husband is back at work. He's a hairstylist, so he's been back at work since June. So I did have him the first go around in quarantine. I wasn't totally alone. And now this upcoming winter, yeah, I'm alone for I'm alone for most of the day and night, mm-hmm. so it's going it's going to be a challenge, but Yeah. Yeah, and just even aside from that that aspect of of going to work, we have different positions as, you know, as far as our relationships go, being single now during winter, during a pandemic, it's going to present some new challenges for me, and you know, it is if I'm being honest, one of my fears is that I'm going to slip into a mindset of feeling lonely, which it's not something that I really have felt before, but I think because the times are so different, it's a possibility that I may start to feel lonely. Um, You know, I've lived alone now for, I think, four years, which has been great. I've loved it. Um, But like I said, I think that because things are just so different right now with the pandemic and it just feels so much more limiting that... I am just trying to anticipate any challenges coming up as a single person living alone during a winter pandemic. Um, yeah, I think there, and I think there's a lot of people who are introverts that really thought that this would be maybe easier than it is. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the difficult thing, though, is that your choice is taken away. It's no longer an option for you to stay home and relish in being home. Right. You're forced to be home. Yeah. Which I think when anyone's choice is taken away, that's why people freaked out and started protesting or yeah. whatever about masks, which is insane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that that's kind of what really freaks people out. Yeah. You could always do it when it's your own choice, but when you're being yeah. forced or when you feel that you need to, I shouldn't say forced, it's it definitely presents its own challenges. It does. And, you know, specifically during this pandemic where I can't really be social in general, on top of that, it is kind of compounded with the fact that I don't drink. So I've lived alone before, single during a winter, but at the time I was still drinking. So I was able to go out and feel ready yeah, and bars and, and restaurants. Right. And, and yeah. I was willing to go out and um, you know, be social and and go to these places that were available to me. But now, um, you know, drinking, it's something that does, it can bring people together, mm-hmm. you know. Um, it is it is a way for people to cope. But now that I don't drink, it's, um, it's just going to be different. So it, it's just an added thing that, you know, I'm trying to stay ahead of. Yeah, I think it's, it's challenging – I think for everyone, whether, I mean, even though you don't drink, I still do. Um, but it's, it's challenging for everyone to not drink too much or mm-hmm. to overindulge. I know that I definitely overindulged during the first quarantine. I was drinking every day. I'm a big, I'm, I only drink wine. So I was drinking probably like two or three glasses of wine a night. And it was my way of just kind of 
distracting myself, numbing out, not having to really pay attention to the shit show of the world that is happening. And I realized that, you know, it's not the negatives outweigh the positives of drinking. And on, and honestly, it's a slippery slope. And I don't like to do anything every day like that, um, that I feel like I don't, that I'm not choosing to do it. And I'm not getting a ton of benefits from it. So I cut back to drinking only on the weekends, um, which is, I've cut out a lot of, out. I mean, that's two to three glasses, five days a week that I cut out, which is a good lot of alcohol. And, you know, I definitely do feel better. And I feel like I, I'm glad that I, started thinking about it now mm-hmm. and I definitely would recommend that to anybody else who you know just take a look at your drinking and think about you know what's your plan for the for the future so for me it worked to cut it down to just the weekends but if you're somebody who's like no I need to drink I need to have a glass of wine after work okay maybe you only have one or two but it's just deciding whatever schedule works for you mm-hmm. and not letting yourself wait until the moment comes right it's five o'clock and dark and cold and you're like that red wine looks really great yeah it is tempting I will say Mm -hmm. but yeah I think for me you know if I'm being honest about when I did drink and it's this is something that I think a lot of people can relate on that I used to use drinking as a way to kind of reward myself it's kind of like a reward system for people you know I deserve this I deserve to unwind and relax and this just makes me feel good and I don't think that there's anything wrong with that but um, I was I was using it as a way to just kind of avoid responsibilities and you know it, it kind of became a slippery slope where I felt justified and I felt that it was a reward for myself for working so hard that day but then it would turn into just procrastinating and putting things off that I should be doing and then it would slip into or now I really just want to sit on my couch and for me sending really positive encouraging DMs yeah. to celebrities which yeah. is what I love to do. Oh yeah, we love to like positive troll. It's the creepiest thing in the world, but that is But that's just what happens under the influence, but it would just it would go on for too many days in a row where then you have that regret almost of the man there's so many things that I could have done this week and I didn't so um and I think that's the thing it's not it's not about your relationship without I mean it could be about your relationship with alcohol but what we're more so getting at is the the product the productivity and the time spent drinking is often time that you are avoiding something or quote-unquote killing time Mm -hmm. and instead of just trying to kill time and pass the hours um, you know, maybe take a look at when you're drinking that you could replace it with something that's actually productive, which is something that I think helps when you're trying to cut out something like that. Social media, um, apps, all of that. I think that right now is a time when people are really trying to self-soothe and find things to make themselves feel better in whatever way they can. Often that's in, you know, through their vices. Mm-hmm. And social media is a big part of that and looking for that, you know, that connection and we need it now more than ever Mm -hmm. because like you said we are more isolated we are in a dark dark place and that's the thing is that like when you are sitting at home alone whether you're in a relationship or not you know there are plenty of vices that are available drinking and social media I think are are two of the main ones at least the ones that we personally use the most or have used the most yeah because there's a lot of people reaching out for you know that that connection but Going through social media, I don't know if, if that's if that's the best way to do it. And um, I know that it's everyone's inclination right now to kind of reach out. But I know that you've been struggling with that feeling of wanting to reach out. But mm-hmm. then again, and, and kind of make connections, meet new people. But then, you know, the flip side of it. 
Yeah, you know, it definitely comes with its pros and cons. And I think as this season is changing right now, <laughs> my life season is also changing. I, I, I almost feel like I'm in a purgatory of oh, now what do I do? Do I want to be around people? Do I want to be even in a relationship anytime soon? But it is just this feeling of being torn between wanting to have the interactions with people and sometimes not even just people in general because I do have a small circle of, of friends who are, you know, they're not going anywhere. But sometimes you know, somebody does crave a new interaction and meeting wow. new people. Wow, wow, <laughs> you know, wow, some wow. people just Shots get really... <laughs> but it's it's just kind of networking in a way because now, I mean, I love all of my friends, but I almost feel like everyone's orphan child. You know, everybody is in, everyone is literally married that I am close to. So having a different social circle of people who are also single or who are also living alone, it's just something that sometimes I, I do crave. But either way, it's just this this conundrum of... And I get that. I mean, I feel that way. I, obviously, I haven't had to do that in a romantic relationship in a long time. But in terms of friends and everything else, it's and family especially, wanting to reach out, but then the effort that it takes and knowing what that really, that's going to, what that means to really have a conversation with them or to reach out and do your part is sometimes really overwhelming. And especially if you're somebody who struggles with anxiety or depression, it can be really hard to be like, okay, I really want this connection. Mm -hmm. I want this relationship or I want this, but it's to really make the moves is difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think, yeah, being patient with yourself and, yeah. and also, you know, just thinking that if you're hesitant and you don't feel like you want to, then maybe you just haven't met the person, be it friend, romantic, whatever, mm-hmm. that is going to spark that within you. That's going to make you really want to put in the effort. Because yeah. how, how could you? Like, how could I, – I remember hearing about that before when I was first got into manifesting of, like, if you don't even know what you want, then how could you possibly be excited by it when you find it? <laughs> Yeah. Like I would do that when I would go out thrifting and be like looking for clothes and I'm like, no, I don't like any of it. But if I go out there and I'm like, I want a jean jacket specifically and I'm feeling good about it and I find it, then you're like excited. Yeah. So maybe you just haven't found your jean jacket, you know? Yeah. I'm just on a long, long journey of looking for the right jean jacket, which actually is true. I I need a good jean jacket. But we all uh, do. You never never don't. And I think that the apps, using them for what they're for – they're it's a gift and a curse you know I think that I I fluctuate like I said between wanting to be on them and really wanting to have nothing to do with them because I do feel like I I slip into this black hole of mindlessly scrolling for way too Mm -hmm. long but which is how it's it's designed to be addictive that way it is and that's it it is a very slippery slope I think that's the thing is knowing what you're looking for. Are you really looking for just social interaction? Yeah. Then maybe you should call a friend, go on the Bumble friend app. Even like, honestly, like if you just need to talk, literally, Mm -hmm. use like, you know, an online therapist, get a Mm -hmm. a therapist you can call. Any Because it is human nature to need interaction. You need to speak to somebody else and have them respond to you. And if you don't have somebody available in your life that you can have those conversations with, I think it would be a great idea to talk to somebody professionally over the phone or online, but um, to know what you're looking for. Because if you're looking to make connections Mm -hmm. in terms of business or friendships, I think using social media or even like apps, if you really are looking to date someone, you know, like you said, using them for what they're designed for 
using an app, uh, whether it's Instagram or a dating app, when you're actually lonely Mm -hmm. and not just looking for a companion, but trying to fill a void within yourself will always make you feel more alone. Yeah. I mean, it's proven that you, if you scroll through social media, you will start to feel more and more isolated and depressed. And it's ironic because people go to it to feel some connection to other people, but that's really not how humans are designed and it's not what we're meant to do. So yeah, I think being mindful of that, like I set um, a screen time limit on my phone. I can only be on Instagram for an hour a day and then I get a pop up because it is, like you said, it's easy to slip into that mindless scrolling and Yeah. before you know it. You could literally look up and be like, oh my God, it's February. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, did you survive the winter? Yes. Did you, were you productive in any way? Yeah. No. What do you think that some of your, like going into this winter now that we know that, you know, we don't want to overuse our apps, we don't want to drink too much, we want to make sure that we're keeping ourselves in line, what's your plan going to be? Um, That's a really good question. Really just acknowledging the fact that this winter is a different winter for me. It's in, in so many ways. So just knowing that ahead of time. Setting yourself up for success. Yeah. So I think that setting myself up with a plan of different activities that maybe I haven't done before, being uh, really just patient with myself and honest with myself as well is really important because I want to keep a balance. That's really my main goal is is maintaining a balance this winter of allowing myself to indulge in the escapism of reality TV or, oh, yeah. um, you know, okay. social media or these dating apps or whatever it is and allowing myself some time to do that. But then also reminding myself that it can't just be three months of zoning out. I want to make sure that I do take some time, even if I don't necessarily feel like doing it, but journaling if I have to, calling you because you're like my in-house therapist um, to just kind of talk my feelings out about anything. I really just want to stay in check of that because the fear of having the loneliness mindset is just something that I'm aware of, but I know that I'm susceptible to as yeah. well. I'm a lot of people are vulnerable to that. So, and it can be really detrimental for some people if they don't find a handle on it. And I think I think it's helpful to say that this winter if you are somebody who feels that way and is feeling lonely, to remember that maybe if it's a typical winter when you were alone during quote-unquote cuffing season, you felt a little bit extra isolated and alone on a Friday, but everybody is in quarantine, every right. hopefully, if y'all are good, mm-hmm. staying at home um and there's more people to reach out to. Don't hesitate to reach out to your friend because Lord knows they're not busy. Right. So, yeah, reach out to somebody, talk to somebody, and, um, you know, like you said, using your vices responsibly. Mm-hmm. Using, allowing yourself to indulge a little bit, like anything. Yeah. Like cake. Just don't eat the whole fucking cake, Right, you know? exactly. There's no right, perfect way to do it all. Yeah. But, but at least, like, making cognizant decisions every single day about how you are going to spend your time is is really going to serve you well and it's not always the easiest thing to just jump right into being mindful like that but it's a good practice and it can kind of almost be an enjoyable challenge for yourself to see what you're capable of doing and for me I've I've considered kind of stepping outside of my comfort zone when it comes to hobbies because let's face it I'm in my early 30s and I don't have a hobby <laughs> I would like hey, to think that podcast Well, this is a new hobby, but I would like to think that a lot of people are kind of in that same position of like, their hobbies include going out with their friends, drinking, 
and social media. Yeah. So um, I really kind of want to lean into the the best indoor activities that I think may be interesting. For instance, I'm considering starting to make my own jewelry. It's, I support it. Yeah, I want to. I need to have something that's like focused on a task. My hands yeah. have to stay busy. Your nimble fingers. My yeah. nimble Asian fingers need to stay busy. But I want to. I want to feel good about what I'm doing, and that will also kind of allow me to. Um, implement other things too like I love listening to podcasts I love you know a good lighthearted podcast or something that's really self-helpy but sitting and listening to a podcast and just staring at a wall can get pretty boring so I want to be able to do a task and whatever and that may be tempting to to well for me to drink wine mm-hmm. but like to do anything to to scroll while you're listening to do any of those things the mindless activities so yeah like finding a a more productive activity that you yeah. can do while the, zoning out. Maybe. Exactly. And I think that, that I, I do think it's important to step outside of your comfort zone a little bit because... Why not? I mean, the water's great, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Just take, take yeah, a step I out. I kayaked this week. I mean, you gotta... If you know Katie, you would know Woo! that she is not no, a water person. No, no. <laughs> so yeah, I think that... And it, it makes you feel good about yourself and it makes yeah. you want to then do other things that you may not have done. For instance, the past couple of months, believe it or not, I've read more than two books. And, and that's impressive. that is impressive is. for somebody like me. So curating what interests you. Reading... It, it, it does matter, like the reading material. I, I'm not going to force myself to read something that I'm not interested in. Really, all it needs to do is like every. I mean, reading is good for you in in so many different ways. I don't think it matters unless you're reading like, the is. news. Yeah, like if you're reading a book of any sort, I, I feel like you're in good shape. Yeah, it's just finding you know different perspectives, learning new words, just doing something that your brain is active in yeah. any type of way. I think that that's probably what I'm going to do. I'm most likely going to do more of the same. I really enjoy kind of getting my house in order and getting like that's kind of really the plan is I need to feel prepared physically. So Mm -hmm. I'm definitely one of those people who like really decks my house out depending on the season and those things, certain candles, certain decorations. And no, I'm not like a live, laugh, love person. No offense if you're out there. (laughs) Bless your sweetheart. But that's not me. But I do enjoy a, a... a luxurious candle and a soft blanket and it's actually it's that uh danish word huga which is like h-y-g-g-e mm-hmm. um it's how it's spelled and it's basically like a word that describes like how you make your house more inviting and comforting in the winter and in colder months and i've really adopted that idea of you know if you can't go outside and you are in the winter then you better make your house the most enjoyable that it could be right So, you know, doing that, kind of cooking at home, I learned to make sushi, going to make it tonight, um, even though it's vegetarian, so I'm, like, not that impressive. But I think, yeah, doing... It's still an accomplishment. Yeah, it was hard at first. And I learned to roll it, do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Making the sushi rice is honestly the The hardest part. I've never done it. Getting Just getting the the flavor right is challenging. But, yeah, I think learning to do things that... Bringing your favorite activities that you would have done in a normal world, even in winter not during a pandemic, and then bringing them at home is really helpful. Yeah. Anything that you can do to really help nourish your mind and keep it peaceful. You know, I'm I'm kind of on the same track as you where I want to just cultivate a peaceful environment for myself mm-hmm. in any way, whether that's, I mean, I love a soft blanket as well. You know where just, I want, you know what I want my house to look like? You know, those spa rooms that are made of um, salt. salt. 
Ah, exactly. We love sodium. That's what I want. I want it mm-hmm. to, to have that glow. Mm-hmm. I want it to be dim lighting all the time. Yes. Hate a fluorescent lighting. We love a good ambiance. Yes. I want it to be the perfect temperature. I just want it to be chill at all times yeah. and calm. And I think that if you're somebody that doesn't love your space, take a look at the things that you hate and that really bother you and try to fix them before winter comes and you're yeah. like really trapped in there for most of the time. I mean, honestly, that's – if you look at how many shows there are that are oh, out. I love them all. I know. About organizing and really just fixing up your space to so that you it makes you feel good. It really – you'd be surprised at how much it can change your attitude. Oh, yeah. Being in a very organized, clean – tidy space is <laughs> funny because like if anybody ever were to ask me what my hobbies were just ever it included tidying my house and that's I, it. I mean I, I that's it yeah that's what I a hobby of mine but it's embarrassing like oh my god the container store I won't step foot in there oh, I won't I went because there. I know that I will I went, spiral but I went there with my husband which kind of like ruined the experience for me but whoo I gotta I, go back there by myself one day and you know, really get all the other things I want to just put this out there that like shout out mm. to the show the home edit like oh. love love what you do however I have a slight bone to pick with oh. them only because it's more just because like that could have been me. That could have oh, been me. That could have been, been us. But I was playing, us. you know. And if I had the time. Mm-hmm. We would and... have really been so good at that and really loved it. Oh, my God. I mean, that's – it's funny because I – like, fuck I... this podcast and go do that. Okay. Know? All right. Yeah. Everybody? So we got – we have to go. We got to go to the <laughs> container store. Um, but but truly, I – if I had the, the money to really invest in like all of those – little labels and different um, stackers and containers, I would organize the shit out of anything and they're expensive though that's gotta, that's i know the home that's edit why i won't expensive well okay not to derail but highly suggest watching the home edit if you need some inspiration to fix up your space before the winter comes and you know marie kondo she's a little out of out of style now but but she, it still applies she, she provided a lot i mean i condoed the shit out of my closet right. i got rid of most of my stuff so i think that all of those things are things to consider going into the winter and to think about hopefully. basically be, be be a squirrel for the winter yeah, gather, gather your nuts, nest, and make your home the most comfortable that it can be because it's going to be a long winter and mm-hmm. squirrels and bears have the right idea. So we should have been listening to them this whole time. What I don't I know mean, what I, we've been I, doing. I kind of I always did. So yeah, hopefully some about? of these tips were helpful to some of you or at least just gave you food for thought to think about how you're going to prep for your winter even if you think that we're complete jackasses and you learn nothing from this. And that's cool. So yeah, um, if you would like to send us your ideas of how you're going to survive the winter, please feel free to DM us on our Instagram at we don't know her pod. You could also send us an email at we don't know her pod at gmail.com. And yeah, let us know what you think, any feedback. Yeah, we will be here for your social interaction needs. And, the- and maybe we could build a little community, you know, yeah. amongst ourselves. So for all these people that are feeling a little lonely, now you have, you know, the people, the we don't know her group. Yeah, we, we can get to know. Name. Like, what are we, what do we call? What do we call people who like interact with us? I don't know. People do we like our, our podcast? Do people? If do you have guys, any ideas for that, write that into. Are there listeners? And nothing fucking rude. Are are you out there? I mean, <laughs> the, <laughs> but you know what? Maybe I like to think big. Maybe yeah. Well, anyway, we'll um, catch you on the next one. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, All right. Bye. <laughs>